Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I'm Darren Javog, and joining me again, as always, my trusted co-host, Tina Murray. How are you, Tina? Love that smile. Great. Oh, thanks, Darren. (laughs) Yes, we are live and in the hot seat again, just a little separated due to all this wonderful pandemic we're still find ourselves in. So it's great to be on the show, even at a distance. So... It is, and, yeah. we're, and we're and we're trugging along. We were just talking about this on the last episode, but this is season three, and we're going on yeah. episode ninety-one. So I'm 91. telling you, like like COVID, we're not going away. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Darren, that you've just set a bad precedent. I you know, know, I'm sorry. Yeah, set a bad precedent what? because we want COVID to go away, but we do not <laughs> want to go away. I know. I know. Well, the last episode, I was talking about luggage. You know, like luggage never goes away. You buy it, and you never get rid of it. So I'm trying to find ways to keep it in people's minds that we're not going anywhere, and if they have a transition. Oh, no, like a- like a bad rash. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, no, you didn't like that one. <laughs> no, not so much. Not so much. But listen, for like for all the people out there who are listening today, uh, you probably recognize and, and, and notice that uh, our show has changed quite a bit. Um, in the last probably 10 episodes, we've shifted away from, from the transitions that we were talking about previously on separation. And we're now talking about life transitions. So there's yeah. so many life transitions that happen to everybody every day. I, even every day, there's something that happens. People are constantly evolving and transitions are just normal, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. we've tried to narrow down the focus uh, or expand the focus, I should say, to talk about more life transitions and how to help people get through, you know, whatever is blocking them or, or get to the other side of a life transition. Right, Tina? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, yeah, that brings us to our guest for today. So Holly Finucan, we were talking before the show went live about how long I've known or known of you, Holly. Um, So Holly Finucan is an intuitive healer and a Reiki Reiki master. And so you've had quite the life experience and transition to get you to this point in your life. So talk a little bit about what your business is, just if you want to touch on it before we sort of dive into it too much. But then talk about, if you wouldn't mind, a little bit about who you are and how you got to this point. Okay, thank you so much. And it's a privilege to be here. I'm so excited. Uh, So yes, I'm Holly Fnookin. I'm a a single mom to a daughter. And uh, what got me here was I had a um, a lot of transitions throughout my life, um, difficulties, traumas, whatever you want to call them. And I couldn't figure out how my life was keep repeating the same old patterns over and over and why life just seemed so hard at the time for me. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, everybody has their difficulties. And that's the thing is I wanted to get an understanding of why certain people were successful and why others weren't Mm. and why some people were happy, why others weren't. And so I took 
a, it took me a long time to understand how to move myself through those difficulties, understand why I kept repeating the same old patterns when I knew I didn't want to, but I kept repeating them and then mm -hmm. how I got here. And so in my business, I created a course. I have a few different ways of doing it, but one course is like how to move through the difficulties and then create the life that you want. And then my one-on-one -on -one coaching is like uh, healing and um, – because if you don't heal from the past, you won't uh, get the life you want. And a lot of people suppress those feelings mm -hmm. and they just think, oh, mm -hmm. I forgot about the past. It's over. But they keep, right. they don't understand it, why there's still drama or still re But is it really? Like, you know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. suppressed it that you feel like it's gone. But is it still having like those, it's kind of like when you throw a stone in the water and it keeps reverberating. Yes. You know, yeah. it those those waves just keep hitting you. Yeah. And you never know when they're going to hit you. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Holly, you and I met like on an adult level, um, probably four or five years ago, maybe three or four years ago. And, yes. um, and at the time you were, you know, doing some part-time work at some different places and, uh, had a, like a small business on the side and, but, and I've seen you transition and grow and develop and learn and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you were willing to sort of self-examine yourself. Yeah, that's where it all started is because I was running a business. I was working like multiple jobs trying to survive in life. And I was like, it didn't matter how much income I was making. I, there was never enough. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on? Like there was times where there would be like a good like twenty to $30,000 difference in my year. And I was like, well, I was doing fine last year, but this year I made an extra 30. Where is it all gone? Like what happened? Right. And uh, so it really, I had to be like, the only thing that's, the only thing that I had to examine was myself. And then when I really took an examine on like who, what was going on and someone told me this and it, it pissed me off so much. It did. <laughs> However, <laughs> it, it did, but it was like a, a smack in the face, but it's a smack in the face. I need to know is that your life is your responsibility and everything that's happening in it is because of you. It's because of you. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, Own it. yeah. And that's like, no, because if I wanted to pick my life, I would not pick this life that I'm living. I would not ask to work three jobs. I would not ask to struggle with money. I would not ask for men to treat me the way that they are. So it's not my fault. Right, right. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so, so when I finally is like, okay, maybe there's some truth to this because it made me so mad, that's when I started examining who I was and everything. Okay, I'm hooked wow. now. I got to hear the rest of this now. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about please. that. <laughs> tell us, yeah, tell us more about that. Okay, so like when we have to take full responsibility of our life, that's a hard thing to hear, mm -hmm. right? Because you're mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for men to treat me the way they did. When was it? It was in 2020. So I'm really connected to spirit. And I've only come out to talk about this in the last year or two because I did when you tell people like you get signs and uh, synchronicities and that you get messages and so, some people look at you like you've gone wacko, like you right. went crazy. Okay. Right. No, okay. <laughs> right? But this is part of manifestation and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Okay. And right. so like, 
I'd get these downloads and it was like when I think I was still with you guys in network marketing, I was doing my network marketing thing and I was in the networking business. I got this thing of if you're going to share your whole story, if you want to become the person you want, really want to come, you have to share your whole story. And I was mm -hmm. like, uh, no, thank you. At that time, I was only sharing about my postpartum psychosis. Mm -hmm. and how hard that was and what the things are. I'd never shared about how at the age of 16, I tried to end my life. I never shared about at the age of 16 after that, I was sexually abused by a family member. And so I didn't want people knowing this. Mm -hmm. I didn't want people knowing this because I didn't want the judgment. Right. I didn't want people looking at me differently. And then the fact that I spent the next 30 years dealing with all this from 16 to what, uh, 30, whatever I was in <laughs> 2020, I, those, all those motions like smacked me in the face. And then finally in 2020, I said, okay, I'm going to put it out there about my sexual abuse. And I bawled for hours and then I made the video and I messaged a best friend and I didn't tell her what the video was going to be on, but I said, I have this knowing that I'm supposed to share it, but I don't know why. And it's going to piss a lot of people off. Okay. Because it's been <laughs> hidden for so many years. How are people going to react? Are they going to call me the troubled teenager just looking for attention that I was called when I did come out about it? Mm. Like all these things just resurfaced. And then I made the video and I just turned off the phone because I was scared what people would say. I was scared of what everything was going to happen. And it was amazing really to see the people that reached out to me. I was not looking for somebody to reach out to me at all, but it was amazing to see the support that I had from the following. And then I had one lady message me and she said to me, thank you. I was about to end my life today. Wow. wow. And she said, because of your story and what you put out there, it gave me hope knowing that I can overcome what I need to overcome. Okay. Wow. That's incredible. That's yeah. And so wow. then that like kind of relieved, but I had a lot of work to do because then my whole life, it's like a switch went off and I understood why I always was treated like shit by men. Okay. It's because I never healed because in that moment when I was 16, I got this limiting belief that men are allowed to do whatever they want and I don't have a voice to stick up for myself. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And then so I attracted men that treated me like crap. Right. And wow. I attract because my energy, your energy is everything. Right. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I attracted men like this and I kept saying, because we have our mind. Okay. So our subconscious mind is 95%, which holds all our belief systems. Okay. And then our conscious mind is 5%. So I'm consciously saying, I don't want this life. However, my subconscious mind is holding all these yeah. limiting beliefs that I've never dealt with. So I keep attracting things I don't want and I don't know why. And it's in the subconscious part. Yeah. Right? And because I'd spent 30 years of trying to forget that this happened to me, I didn't realize that I had a belief around men treat me like crap. Right. Right. And it took me 30 because we, <clears throat> I never had counseling or anything because of that, because we just, we hushed it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that story, mm -hmm. I, I, I know this sounds sad, but it's, I, I think you're not alone. You know, right. you know, yeah. you're not alone. No, right? I know. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've heard stories like this from people, uh, from yeah. women, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I can't, I have a hard time relating. I empathize, but mm -hmm. I can't sympathize because I, I, as a man, it, nothing like that's ever happened to me. Right. But it sounds 
oh, my, my heart breaks for people that, that, that share these type of stories because they're so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like these mm -hmm. are, these are life altering events, right? Yeah. You know, when yeah. something goes wrong, you get a flat tire <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like, man, that really sucks. I got a flat tire. Yeah. When things like you just talked about happen to you, they change, they, they, they fundamentally change who yeah. you are going to be mm -hmm. in the future and, mm -hmm. and, and how you deal with it can completely alter how, oh, yeah. what kind of person you become for the long run. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. like that, my whole twenties, I was a binge drinker. I was, okay. I was the white girl wasted girl. Okay. <laughs> like all like, cause I couldn't handle the alcohol. I didn't know when to say no and I would keep going. And there was, you know, what's interesting is Tom, Tony Robbins. I love this guy. He said another thing that pissed me off. If something's pissing you off, it's, it's a trigger <laughs> for you to know that you need to heal yeah. something with inside you. That's oh, really? how, yeah, wow. yes. So another thing he said is that when people get drunk, they're they're showing you their true selves right. because they can't suppress all their things at now. And right. I could get very mean and angry. Okay, okay. And I'm like, that's not the person I am. But it was the monster that was living inside of me that hadn't dealt with my emotions. Okay. Right? And Holly, I want I want to ask you that question because I do remember one time and, and not to sort of, which like, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but one time we were at a, an event and you were, had drank excessively, okay. um, not, you know, probably four years ago, maybe. And yeah. I don't think you drink anymore. Do you at all? I don't drink at all anymore. Really? Nope. No, no. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just, I remember you saying something after that event or, you know, at some point in time after that event yeah. that you, you needed to stop, that it was not a good road to be on. And I thought, good for you. And I, yeah. Yeah, I, it's amazing what you say about that, that, that alcohol was, was also a bad factor in your life. Yeah, like, it, well, alcohol is an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. And so, but the thing is, is like, it, it, was, it was the way I coped whenever I got stressed, whenever I had a bad day. It's yeah. like, oh, just give me a drink. Right. It yeah. was yeah. like the How thing. How say that? The crutch. Yeah. It was oh, a I crutch. need a drink. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And so how'd you get through it? <laughs> like, through I gotta what? know, like you got, you got, you've built this up. So now I see you now and it's interesting because I think you're on, you're on the show today because I saw your, your feed. I've saw yeah. your social media feeds. I've seen what you've done in the past couple of years and you've been consistent. And that's right, what yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm a huge believer in consistency. You, yes. If you're going to do something, do it, keep doing it. Don't give up on it. And right. you've been so consistent. Yes. So I'm like, got to get Holly on the show. I got to talk to her about what she's doing. And, and so how did you get through it? Oh my goodness. Uh, falling on my face a lot. <laughs> like I, <laughs> and then just picking myself back up, like uh, a compassion for myself. Like not, mm -hmm. I really had to learn to love who this person was because I'm the one that looks at me in the mirror every day and I didn't like her. Okay. I didn't like her at all. Okay. I, mm -hmm. uh, you know how you can tell someone so many times like you're great at this and they're like, oh no, no, no. People would tell me like, Holly, you're such a sweet, kind person. But I had all, all the past still up in this head. Like you don't know me. Mm -hmm. You don't really know the things that people say about me or the things that I've done. And so I kept replaying all those negative things in my head. And when I looked at myself in the mirror, I hated the person I'd become. Okay. So how, how did you break the, how did you break that rhythm? Um, so, 
so I, well after so after I had my daughter, I went through postpartum psychosis. Okay. And I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's like post like it's, postpartum blues kind of thing. Is that the well? Big? It's more severe. So one in three women get postpartum, or like get or like some form of baby blues or something. Mm -hmm. Postpartum psychosis is basically where you lose your mind. It's one in one every thousand. Okay. And so yeah. what happened is I totally lost my mind, couldn't comprehend reality, like to the point that they took me to the psych. Oh, wow. They admitted me and I am, I'm not, I'm a, for medication, I am all like, I'm a natural person, da, da, da. So I refused their medication to the point that they had to pin me down and okay. inject me with some stuff and they threw me in an isolation, literally a mattress on a floor where a guard was in cased, a glass case, watch, like just watching me. And I was isolated from like humans. And so like, that's the worst thing you can do to someone like struggling is like cut them off. And I remember my dad coming in and he's like, Holly, like, what did you do to get in here? And I remember bawling and saying like, dad, like I'll take any drug you want me to take, just get me out of here. Just right. like, I can't be here. And I woke up from the, when they injected me and I was so like out of it. And I just like, I was like, what did I do to freak up my life so bad to be here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it honestly reminded me of a movie, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would literally be the intro of, of <laughs> some serious yeah, right? drama yeah. Uh, and, on yeah. Netflix or something. And you know? I'm just like, why can't life? be nice for me why i can't like why can't i have anything because my mom went through similar stuff where she was in and out of the hospital when we were teenagers mm -hmm. and so i was like wow like what is going on here and so my dad i remember my dad saying to me he's like holly you know how the system works and i did because we dealt with it with my mom he's like you know how it works. You can get yourself out. And because I was a danger to society or myself, a doctor can admit you. But as soon as they clean, as soon as you're okay, you can sign yourself out. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I know how to get myself out of here. You have to obey and listen to every rule and don't give them any crap. Right. Which, so I did. I did what they wanted. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. And so on... I had a meeting with, on the 13th day, I sat across from my psychiatrist and she's like, you're not ready. I'm like, but I'm, I'm ready. She's like, you're not ready to leave here. I see this happen all the time. If you leave here today, you will be back here in a matter of less than a week and you will be way worse than you are today. And I looked her in the eye and said, I guarantee you, I promise you, you will never see my face again. Mm -hmm. And I left. So it, and it's because the mental health industry, there's such a big waiting list. So she was my psychiatrist when I was in there so she could change up my medication, whatever, because they don't know how you're going to react. Or how you're going to, how to treat you exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe I'm okay today, but maybe in three days it might go wacky and I need another, but you, ha when I sign out, she's no longer my doctor and I'm on a waiting list. Okay. And so there was some struggles that I hit and faced during those times. And then I found, I finally got into another doctor. And then my goal, when I told them I went in there is you're going to, my goal is to get me off this medication and get me better. And so like I had counseling every week. However, in two years, they signed me out of the program. I was done. I was, I was on medication for a year and a half. And when I say they, like I was on some heavy crap. I did drugs in high school. I mm -hmm. did, you know, like, you know, acid. I did, you know, I sure. did some he heavy drugs. Yep. 
not all the time, but I tried it. However, the drugs I had in the hospital, like don't Blew even, them away. yeah, don't even compare. Like literally <laughs> no. I would sit on the couch and I was staying at my parents at this time because my daughter was like four months old and I would literally sit there for hours and then I would start shaking like this. I just, my hands would start shaking. I'd be like, <gasps> and my parents like, oh, it's time for medication. And I remember thinking in my head, this is not life. Like what the hell? Yeah. And I was like so scared. So anyways, I got through it a year and a half without medication. And then I, two years of counseling and stuff. And then I left and I, I still felt like nothing, there's something wrong. There's like, still something Yeah, in and so that's when I was introduced to Reiki. Okay. And so I went to Reiki. However, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want them thinking that I was losing my mind. I was going to see a person to work on my energy. Right. And so I didn't want them putting me back on medication. So I didn't tell a lot of people. Right. Because the things that were happening in there, I was like, if I told people what's happening, like about my chakras, how they're all out of line, people are going to look at me and be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a hard, mm -hmm. and you know, I find yeah. just to, to, to piggyback on that. And I know social media makes things that much. It, it, it emphasizes the judgment. Right. Yes. And that, I think that's one of the hardest things during COVID right now is, is that is a fear. I think everyone's got in, like insecurities. Oh, yes. you have yours. Yeah. And I think that sometimes social media emphasizes that it gives a platform mm -hmm. for people to judge without any, mm -hmm. without any restrictions or blowback to them. Yeah. They can just throw mm -hmm. whatever poison they want out in the world. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it, it takes a lot to, to, you know, Put yourself out there mm -hmm. and own mm -hmm. yourself yeah. and, and just say whatever people say is that doesn't define who I am. Right. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's a big lesson I had to learn is that every, right now with everything that's going on that you said about COVID and just putting it out there is that right now with all the discrimination and bullying and everything, it's everybody's childhood wounds coming out to surface. Mm. That's an interesting way to think about it. <laughs> it is, no, but yeah. it is, it's everybody cause they're getting triggered. And they feel the need to attack back, which is their childhood wounds or whatever wounds <laughs> that they're dealing with that they've never dealt with. Right. We are put here on earth to heal and transform and evolve as humans. And when something triggers you, that's a reflection to look inside you. However, people are just blaming other people. Right. And social media is so yeah. easy to do it. Oh, it is. Right. I mean, it's not like you have yeah. to face to face look at somebody. Yeah, you know, like yeah. in in before yeah. before social media, uh, like all these things existed pre, like before social media, right? Right. But yeah. now, yeah. social media just gives a platform to make it easier to 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 get it out there, you know, to to, to attack other people. Yeah. But yeah, whew, that's heavy. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think that Holly, like, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg with your story, and I, and yeah. I think that. You know, if anybody wants to hear your story, they they need to contact you because I'm I know you're very free to share it. And yeah, so, well, I actually sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no. but I actually share most of my story on my podcast that I have. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, okay. So so, but let's talk about your business now because I think it's okay. really incredible that you use your journey to healing to develop a business to help other people. So talk about your business. Yeah, okay, so I love I love my business because, okay, so when we're healing, and that's what I, if you do not have the life you want, that's a, that like, I wanna ask you if you don't, like, 
it's a time to take an, a reflection on you because a lot of times when we don't have the life we want, we blame society, we blame the government, we blame COVID, we blame all the external things when it's a reflection to look on us. And so I really developed the program and to think, I was like, what do I wish I would have had when I was, when I needed this? And so I de developed it to help people to heal, to then manifest their life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how does it work? So talk about how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I have a program that's actually launching on Wednesday and that's a little different. That's a group program, but I basically teach you how to heal to like, cause it works with the body, mind, and soul. That's, that's the thing. And I, I, whatever I say when I is coming from a place of love, it's not to attack or blame or anything like that, but the mental health industry likes labels. Okay. And I don't think it's fair to put people in labels and 98% of their labels is just unhealed trauma. It's their difficult times that they've never dealt with. You guys know me from, from a long, but when they give you a, di uh, a diagnosis in the mental, it's a disorder and they say that you have to live with it for life. I don't believe that. They diagnose me as a psycho, like, um, psychosis and being bipolar. Okay. I don't know, but bipolar, when they diagnose someone with bipolar, it it's literally the child, when you experience trauma as a child, your brain doesn't actually fully develop in that, in that um, time frame. So say something that triggers that childhood trauma, you go back to revert to the age of five. And that's why you see people when they're, they have so much anger and aggression mm -hmm. is because they've never actually dealt with the emotion. Okay. That they need to. And so what my program, my program is the group pro program is like, we go into healing. So how, like, have you ever done anger work? If you've never done anger work, there's anger in your body. I like even the sweetest people have anger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they've suppressed it for so long. Okay. There's forgiveness work. What's forgiveness work? People, you hear people say, you just need to forgive and get over it. It's like, yeah, but how do you actually do that? Like, okay, mm -hmm. I have to forgive them. And Buddha also says, um, by not forgiving someone, it's drinking poison and hoping the other person will yeah. die. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, really powerful. That. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because okay. you're yeah, not hurting the other person. You're only yeah. hurting yourself. Right. right. And another thing that's like your emotions are all stored in your organs and your in your body. So liver is actually yeah. stored in your uh, kit or sorry, liver in your liver is anger. So if you have any anger, it stores in your liver. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, any grief or guilt is stored in your heart, your heart chakra. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, this, like that, the I didn't know that. The, the, know body, that. the body <clears throat> keeps score. So when your body is going through something, yeah. it's actually trying to tell you something. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the Western society doesn't deal with the actual root cause. It just... Mm -hmm. It deals with the symptoms? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it gives you medication to to take care to, of that. Yeah, to, to yeah. get rid of that yeah. pain for it's a short term <clears throat> thing. It's mm -hmm. not long term. Yeah. Hence the reason we use so much drugs in Western culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's kinda like it's putting a band-aid on the problem. And do right? you know that most medications that they have are just like there's a natural element in it? There's the like a natural like flower or herb or something covered up with mm -hmm. a lot of toxins. Okay, wow. Which never, is, I you never know, heard it's, that. Really, 
It's really interesting because throughout this sort of whole COVID era that we've lived in, um, my son, my one of my sons is very much into just health, healthy living, healthy, you know, doesn't believe in taking medications of any kind, Advil's, mm -hmm. Tylenol's, anything like that. And he's talked a lot about how, you know, um, we would be all much more healthy if we ate better, if we oh, exercised. Yeah. If we took, you know, all natural, you know, supplements instead of pills. Yes. And it's so true. The other thing is, is I had a discussion with someone and they're like, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, but they're really healthy. They run, they exercise. I said, in order to be healthy, it has to be the body, mind, and soul. You can't tell me what their thoughts were in their head because literally there are, are doctors who have done scientific studies on water. Okay. We're 70% water. And they talk to water and they show you that how the water goes this ugly color and it's disformed. However, when you talk to the water and say love, joy, and enlightenment, it's like a crystallized snowflake. Huh. Wow. Your thoughts and the things you say to yourself matter. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. because you can always tell in someone's body language if they are how they are with themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, now you got me thinking about how I'm sitting. <laughs> glad i'm not doing this right like i don't i'm not listening to anything you're saying right now <laughs> i'm joking um so this is what i teach in my programs and okay. so then after because we're like okay after you've healed like what because we manifest every day our energy yeah. attracts right so like yeah. when you've not healed you cannot you cannot attract high vibrational things to you because like on a scale of vibration mm -hmm. that we have like guilt fear all the low dense energy and then join enlightenment and all the high vibration. So say you want to have a high vibrational life, you can't be up there if you're attracting here. So everybody's like, oh, manifestation doesn't work because I keep asking for all these things. Mm -hmm. But the universe can't give you that because you're not vibrating at a high frequency. Right. Ooh, you're sabotaging mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So you're almost stopping yeah. yourself from getting what you want. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You know what? All of this is so this it resonates. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it resonates with me. And I think about how many people really are just the cause of their own problems. You know what I right. mean? Like if they just sort of took a step back and then looked inwards a little more. And I, you know, and, I, and it's I, that I, healing process. And I don't think people understand that. I, I think that it's, we live in a very much blame, blame, blame. Yeah. And how can someone else fix me? Or yeah. how can someone else make it better for me? And just get through it. You, you, you know, mm -hmm. it's funny because I know, remember when we had, uh, Tina and I had um, a therapist on the show not too long ago, and he, okay. he deals spe specifically with men, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was talking, he was speaking um, about the fact that, um, as 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 men society tends to tell you just shake it off oh, you know yeah. if you crash on your bike and you're totally messed up just get up walk it off just yeah. keep on walking and man but that up. man up and it's yeah. ingrained in in men yeah. from the day that they're born right through so yeah. you see men suppressing their emotions their feelings their anger and 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 everyone around them saying just man up man up like just don't be a baby don't be this and that yeah. and the other thing so i think we sabotage ourselves mm -hmm. and and what you're saying is a lot of times i think some well, when i read people's comments about your type of healing mm -hmm. 
is they is I hear people who are skeptics saying it can't be that easy or <laughs> this wouldn't work for me or uh, I mean, there's a list of excuses, right? Right. But but I think you have to be brave. Yeah, you have to be to like, change. I'm not going to tell you this work is going to be easy. Like I've been mm -hmm. I so I've done a lot of healing. And so when I I'm a Reiki master, so when I, I have to actually go through the practice to complete it and my last uh, session, I was bawling like full on bawling because in my head, I was like, how, how can I get past this? How can I forgive myself? And, or the people, like, like you said, I was, sometimes I would get so drunk and can't remember. And I'd be like, don't tell me what I did. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. And like, I probably hurt a lot of people on my path okay. that I don't never meant to. They mm -hmm. just happened to be there. And I, how do I move past this? Like, they're like, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Like, mm -hmm. and so I was like full on, like, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Just please forgive me. I promise I'll be a better human. Like I, and this only happened like last summer. And so after I had to wipe my tears and go work with my dad and I'm not even lying. This is where people roll their eyes and like, wow, that some people get it. And some people don't, I got in the car and my grandma had just passed away a couple weeks ago. I got in the car and a song I've never heard before. I don't even know this band or anything. It's called Forgiveness comes okay. on. And wow. the core, the chorus of the song says, uh, you are now forgiven for all your past sins. Okay. Wow. A week later, I meet a, a, a psychic medium and he says to me at a networking group, he says, you know, that song that came on in the car, that was from your grandmother. She said she knew oh. you needed to hear that. Wow. I was like, my grandma just passed away. How'd you know that? He's like, cause she told me. Oh. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's heavy. That, I know. Okay. <laughs> now, hang on. <laughs> okay. You've already convinced me here. So, so now for people who are listening though, yeah. Um, yeah. do you do one-on-one -on -one or is it yeah. predominantly group? No, I do. Mostly right now is one-on-one. -on -one. I'm okay. moving to group because I want to help more people. Because I really, like, with our world right now, you could, I see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And some people are ready. Some people aren't. And right. you have to be ready. The other thing is with healing, you have to be in a safe, secure, non-judgmental place. Right. right. And I always wondered why I went through the things I went through. Like, I went through different things. And I believe it's so I could help so many more people. Like, okay. So the group is, is where you're going, more or less. I would like to do, yeah. yeah but I still do one-on-one. -on -one. It depends because some everybody's journey is different, yep. right? Everybody's yep. at a different spot. Some people come to me and they've or they're like, I've done some healing. I've read some books. Like, I feel like there's just something missing. Mm -hmm. And so like I when I do my one-on-one -on -one or the group, I do it with the body, mind, and soul, which is the missing piece I find in a lot of the mental health industry. Do you, do you consider yourself... A little bit of a therapist, a little bit of a coach, a li like how do you how do you see yourself? So I like so that's where I came up with the intuitive uh, intuitive guided um, right. because I kind of like a therapist, but I don't have the qualifications. Yes. Okay, <laughs> right. Uh, because we are talking a little bit about the past and everything like that. But I really believe that I am guided through spirit. Okay. I don't believe that spirit will send me anybody that I can't handle. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And I truly believe that my, I had a client and he's like, I don't know how you do what you do or how you know what you know, because I literally, anytime I get on a call right before I talk to my angels guide spirit and I say, please work through me in order to help. Mm-hmm. It's not just me doing this work. I know how crazy this sounds for the human mind. It's like, okay, there's girls, <laughs> but it's not just me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question on that. Sorry, yeah. Tina. I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm quite intrigued right now. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, no, my, yeah. my wife, actually, Sylvia, she's she's into this. I noticed her wearing a crystal around your neck. Yes. And she these, yeah. she has almost like, and I, I don't know what to call it, but I'm going to call it what, what, I, what it looks like to me, which is an altar, right? <laughs> now, there's nothing sharp on that altar, so I'm not worried about it right now for me. <laughs> But there's lots of stuff there. There's, oh, yeah. I mean, she's got sage there and she's got oh. crystals and she's got books and she's got tarot cards, which she shuffles like all the time. It's almost like her therapy is shuffling. Oh, it could- she shuffles tar- tarot cards, right? And yeah. uh, she loves it. And I think it's great because it's an outlet for her that makes her feel yeah. happy and comfortable, right? Do you find in your role that you ever take on any of the energy that comes your way, the negative energy? That's why I... <laughs> that's i need to cleanse myself a lot like and i need to cleanse my energy all the time okay we okay. we pick up energy like i'm gonna pick up the energy of this room just by being here same with you and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah but like when you live somewhere your energy seeps into the wall so your house has your energy yeah. when you go out to the grocery store you pick up that energy yeah. Do you ever come home and well, be like i i don't feel right and it's like it's probably because you picked up somebody else's energy mm. I, yeah. I, and you don't know, so right. feel it, right? You go into a room that's heavy or the mood of the room, you know, you pick up other people's emotions, right? All oh, the time. All the like time. If, you know, if I'm cranky, it usually makes the rest of the household cranky, right? So right. in a simplistic way, it's it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. So And so like you know, you have to be cleansing your energy all yeah. the time. I just want to say say something. So no, I want I you to think about your house. Okay. This is a metaphor for your body. Mm -hmm. So your house, you've lived in it for how many years? You've bought stuff. You've brought things in. You've never decluttered. You've never vacuumed. You've never dusted or anything. Imagine the shape of your house right now. It's like a shit show. (laughs) So that's like, that's your energy field if you've never had your energy cleansed. Okay. Now, how do you do that? How do you cleanse your energy? Well, that's through Reiki energy work. You can actually do it yourself too. Okay. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Yep. So I, we are coming to the end of our show because we, you know, I, but I feel like there's so much more, like you gave us a list of questions and I think kind of in a roundabout way, we might've asked some of them, but there's just so much that we could get from you. So um, Holly, I just, I, I think that people really need to check you out. And, and if it's not you, I'm sure you would say this, like, yeah, check out the, the, check out the concept check out the industry because mm-hmm. i certainly think that in every way you can help people and 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 even in small ways and and obviously in a lot larger ways so tell people how they can get a hold of you okay so i do have my instagram and my facebook uh you can go check me out there i message if you will have any questions i also have a free ebook on like just the basics of like how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe like, you know how everybody's like, I want world peace. I want, if everybody started to learn how to love themselves, I know how cheesy that sounds. And you're like, oh, love's not going to solve the problems. But I really believe it would. Mm. If we, okay, so we, what, yeah. What's your Instagram page? What's your Facebook page? What's your, 
Okay, so my personal page is just Holly Finucane. And then okay. Instagram would be at Finucane Holly. Mm -hmm. okay. And then there's a link in my bio for anything else you need. Okay. Perfect. And and, she, and everybody can find her also on the mycleanbreak.ca webpage, which is where this podcast oh, is going to be. So Perfect. some yeah. details there. Um, okay. I guess we'll, you want to wrap it up there, Tina? Yeah, I think that's the I think it was awesome because I've got so many things that more I want to ask her. I think I'll wait for the next I podcast. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for joining oh, us thank today. thank you. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. It's It really is an incredible story and there's so much more that people could hear from you. So yeah, go mm -hmm. check out Holly Finucan. And I think we're going to put your 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 uh, book, your ebook. We're going to put that on the webpage too. So okay. we've got to, yeah. we're collecting, we're collecting all these different books that people write oh, cool. to give resources to people. So we'll put that on the webpage yeah. too. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, at that, at, at, on that note, we're going to say, you know, um, don't forget for everybody out there listening, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and uh, like and share our Facebook and Instagram pages so your friends can join you in finding the next uh, transition in their lives. Uh, and we're going to uh, tip it off with uh, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. MyCleanBreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.